Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Business Podcast, bringing you regular conversations from across bailiwick business. I'm Tony Kerr and on this episode, we crack a beer with the little brewery teaming up with its more established rival to deliver local drinkers a fresher pint. The snappily named Watcher is a new car scale. It's being produced by the Little Big Brew Co in collaboration with its close St. Peterport neighbours, Randalls. It's the first time the two companies have worked together and it's gone down so well, they're already brewing up another batch. To find out why they've decided to put their brewing brains together, how it will benefit the island's beer drinkers and what it's like running a craft brewery in 2023. I sat down with Simon Delarue, Development Director for the Little Big Group and Dan O'Brien, its brew manager, to pour over it the only way we could. Here we are in the tap room, uh, just on the seafront. We've got a couple of pints in front of us. Um, I'll come to you first then, Dan. Just talk us through what we're drinking. Um, so this beer is called Watcher. So obviously the uh, traditional Guernsey greeting of a uh, Watcher, but I won't say the second part. I mean, <laughs> some people get offended by that. I don't mind. Um, but yeah, we thought we'd just go with Watcher. Easy enough, people can understand it. So uh, this is a modern best bitter. Um, you mentioned before that you prefer your lagers, but this is um, more in the style of a traditional ale drinker beer, um, but we've put a little bit of a twist on it. So if we're looking at the color, um, it's got a nice amber color to it. Um, it's using English bittering hops, um, which you get on the fi final palette there. Um, and then we're also using slightly roasted notes in the, hop, in the barley, sorry. Uh, that gives the beer the color. And then we're using some American hops. So that what makes our the beer, sorry, that we made in collaboration with Brandles. Um, a modern best bitter is the type of hops that we're using. So we're starting with EKG, which is um, East Kent Golding, um, made in Kent, fantastic hop. Um, and then we're combining it with Cascade. Um, Cascade is probably one of the biggest hops that have come about in the, the past 10 years, basically. Um, quintessentially... It's used in um, punk IPA, um, so it's really, really diverse. It can go fruity, spicy. What we're trying to extract here is some spicy notes to help balance out those roasty flavors that we're getting from our base malt. Fantastic. I mean, I have to say it's slipping down very nicely. Um, Simon, yeah, how would you describe the, the flavor of this one? Um, yummy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I was just thinking for those that are consuming this podcast at home, probably getting quite thirsty after that description. <laughs> yeah. Hit um, pause, go and pour yourself something and come back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, it, it's it's a great, easy drinking beer. And, um, you know, what, what's been nice, as Dan mentioned and alluded to, is that this is something that, um, you know, we've worked on with, with Randalls, who are our neighbours, uh, pretty much literally a stone's throw from, from the tap room here along um, the Esplanade. And... Um, yeah, it's been great to do a bit of local collaboration and really sort of showcase local talent and local beer, really. Yeah, tell us how that came about then, because as you say, we are in the sort of brewery quarter, aren't we, in a way? Um, in theory, you know, you look at or you walk into a pub and you're sort of rivals on the pumps. But um, yeah, how, how did that collaboration come about and, and, and sort of what, what's the, uh, the aim of it? Well, uh, the collaboration came about is this, this is um, cask beer. So cask beer... Um, typically doesn't 
travel as well and is more of a delicate beer to handle. Um, so, well, um, so bringing, bringing it to the island can result in some uh, difficulties um, or if it's not stored correctly, if it overheats, etc., etc. Um, so it was really with a view to work um, with them on a beer together. We have smaller equipment here than they do, um, which means that we can move things around um, more efficiently in smaller batches with this with this kind of product. So it, it was really a, a symbiotic um, decision whereby we could, we're small enough and agile enough to to do some of these sort of tests and and experiments and produce new and exciting beer for the island. Yeah, and Dan, for you as a sort of yeah, with the with the brewers kind of taste bud, is that really crucial uh, to have that? Yeah, Simon says for cast beer to have that sort of nimbleness that you can provide here. Uh, for sure. Uh, during the casking process, there's a period called conditioning, which is basically you let the cast rest for about two weeks, um, and then after that period, you have probably four to eight weeks where it's at its prime. Um, you, like Simon says, you really want to be able to move through it quite quickly. Um, and I mean, admittedly, we've started with a style that is probably a little bit more traditional, um, trying to put a bit of our modern twist on it. Being a small craft brewery, we like to try and innovate um, and adapt with what's going on in the market. Um, so this is sort of a starting off point. And then talking with Bob as well, he's got so much enthusiasm for, for beer, which I th <laughs> I never really would have thought of um, in terms of, obviously they're, they're bigger than us, but they're not quite Heineken big. So they also have room for innovation um, and being able to play around with that and um, basically, yeah, try new things uh, is really, really key. Okay, I guess sort of economically, is it a sign of the times um, that, that you guys are kind of working more closely together? Is it, is it something that could have happened before or that you've been thinking about or is it sort of now the right opportunity? Um, it's, a, it's a really good question. I think there's so much um, that, that's going on out in the world at the moment when we think about... Um, security of all sorts of goods um obviously energy is the massive pressing one uh, throughout the world at the moment but you know the more that we can source locally the better the better it is for our economy uh, the better it is for security of supply um and i may be over engineering the thought process behind why, why we did a collaborative brew with randalls but um you know i th i think um i don't think there's a massive reason as to why this couldn't happen before um and i think it's a positive thing that, you know, on paper we're competitors, um, but that doesn't mean we can't all work together to, to create good products for, for the consumer. Yeah, and for local beers, um, how, how difficult is it to get a foothold, you know, with the consumer? You know, if you go to the supermarket aisle now, it's like a sort of sweet shop of brightly colored cans. You know, there seems to be sort of new brands coming onto, onto sort of taps and bars all the time. And, and certainly some big names have, have kind of really established themselves in, in recent years. I mean, yeah, how, how difficult is it to get the message out that, that you've got a kind of high quality local product? Um, it, it is challenging. Um, they call us donkeys for a reason. We're quite stubborn and set in our ways. Um, it, yeah, it, look, it, it, is, it is difficult. Um, we have quite a sort of unique setup on the island in terms of um, we have a lot of uh, managed and tenanted uh, venues that, that are tied to either Randalls or Liberation Breweries and, and therefore they have different targets to set and meet um, and that doesn't leave a huge amount of 
uh, room for for someone to set up and enter the market. Um, but in the spirit of collaboration, um, hopefully, you know, we, we we can continue to to enter that market. But you know, we've we've got to be realistic about the challenges, and it is really challenging. You know, our our input costs are higher, um, staffing costs are higher over here, and you know, a, a keg of our beer ultimately costs the same to a venue as a keg of Camden that's owned by the largest beer manufacturer in the world. I think that's pretty impressive. Um, and it's it's difficult and it is challenging to get people to try it. But when they try it and when they drink it, that's, that's when we, we start winning champions. Yeah, and Dan, for you, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, given the uh, development of, of beer in, in recent years, you know, that people are you know, it's seemingly more open to trying new things potentially. And you know, yeah, there has been a real explosion in, in kind of craft beers, doesn't it, for, I don't know, several years now we're going back. But for, for Guernsey, how important is it, do you think, as part of the sort of hospitality cultural package that we can kind of provide our own, uh, if you like, sort of boutique product? Yeah, I mean, it's quite funny that you mentioned the boom in the craft beer industry i studied in the netherlands um, and that's really where i picked up making beer um i was rooming with a canadian guy um and i walked past his room one day and he was either making beer or doing something else <laughs> and um basically yeah i was introduced there and you go to the shops in europe london um anywhere in the uk you just like you said it's a sweet shop um you could be in there for hours at least i can and um over here having the choice um, of something slightly a bit different. Um, sometimes I feel going into the pub can stagnate a little bit. Um, we used to have some fantastic free houses in Guernsey where the beer would rotate once a week, every two weeks. Um, and like Simon says, with the, what do we call it? Homogenization. Homogenization, yeah. Um, you do see a little bit less of the choice. And so what we like to be able to do is to bring another level of choice um, and we are like someone says we're quite dynamic we're a small team um, we're doing batches of a thousand or two thousand um, and we've been dynamic uh, by getting involved with other businesses and even some of our our locals so um, we had a local buy a thousand bottles of his own beer um, and then in the tap room um, I'll put specials on um, try and do one at least once a month um, so this week I've this month I've got a porter on um, and then next it'll be an IPA afterwards it'll be a pale out so it's, it's trying to broaden horizons and also bring more choice to the consumer and I think that's one of the good things about this collaboration is being able to bring more choice to the people who's drinking at the end of the day and I think it's also worth ma making the point that the very nature of cask beer it's it's almost sort of um, transient in its journey through through venues because it is a simple pump clip that that goes on um, the hand pull um, it's easy to take on and off whereas when you have a draft well, for want of a better phrase a keg carbonated line um, it is that bit more manual and it's more of a decision for often for venues or at least they see it that way to, to move something whereas cask it it is typically as Dan says rotated every week every two weeks and so as a cask drinker um, 
people like to go and see, okay, what, what's on this week and see that variation, see that turnover and try new things. Um, it is really interesting though, that when the tourist season um, is on in Guernsey, our sales go through the roof um, because people want to drink the local product. And, um, you know, I, I, I would say this, but I think the homogenization of the beer offering on Guernsey is to the detriment of the tourist experience on the island. Because if you walk into a pub on the island, do I want to see, you know, Peroni, Budweiser, Carlsberg Export, Stella, et cetera, et cetera. I could, I could go to any Weatherspoons in the UK and see exactly the same thing. When I travel, just for myself, and I go overseas, I want to drink the local product. I want to experience the local scene. And, um, and I just hope, and what we're trying to do is ensure that tourists that are visiting the island get to enjoy that as well. Yes, yeah, so and you mentioned some of the challenges facing... Well, it's not just hospitality and, and, and kind of brewing, is it? It's almost every business, as you say, energy, inflation, um, recruitment as well. Uh, as we sort of head out the kind of the, the drier months, I guess, of the year, January, February, and into the, the spring, um, do you have a sort of positive outlook for, for 2023? Is it possible to look ahead with any optimism? <laughs> um, yeah, look, I think, um, you know, we we know we know it's a good product and we know that you know look the tour for for me the big one is the, the, the tourist season is, is absolutely massive for us because um we get big influx of people to the island um that are out to try something new so so that that's really positive um and you know it we are slowly breaking breaking down those barriers and and it's a credit to uh, the guys at Randall's that have given us the opportunity to do this, do this brew with them, because it will, um, you know, open up um, part of that network to say, look, this is this is what we do. Um, it will introduce new um, beer drinkers to to our products and what we can do together. Um, so, you know, it, it, the spirit of collaboration is it warms my cockles, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> and you know. Um, in terms of the yeah kind of government the states and, and hospitality is, is there more that can be done to support local producers and, and particularly on the brewing side um yeah you know local um brewers okay yeah yeah um <laughs> uh, absolutely um put it put it this way um our duty bill was only slightly less for the last year than our dry ingredients bill for producing our beer um the thresholds for which um different uh duty levels um reach are absolutely enormous and follow classifications that are that are from from the uk so for um to not be classified as a small brewery on guernsey you would need to produce over six million liters of beer a year um, the entire population of Guernsey man, woman and child could not possibly drink that much beer. Um, so I think there's certainly uh, looking at the duty for small producers and that and I'm not just talking about ourselves. Uh, you know, this can be Randall's as well um, and looking to bring that down so that local products can be more competitive with UK based products. Um, I, th I think that would be really important because if, if we can compete more, then we're buying local 
we're not shipping to the island. That's less emissions. That's less money. That's more money staying on the island. Um, and ultimately, that's employment. That's investment um, that we would all be putting back in to the island to, to meet demand. And you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, our our little microbrewery, that tax take, that duty take, really isn't going to make any difference in the grand scheme of things. But it is the sort of thing that could really light the blue touch paper for 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 this kind of business if if we're in a position to be able to take 10, 15 pounds off a keg. Because I think, as, as you said, Dan, that translates quite healthily on a, on a pint. Yeah, and from your experience, I mean, do you think that kind of, that small win, if you like, could have a, an outsized result in terms of yeah, boosting hospitality sort of generally year round? Um, so in terms of the UK duty law, they've actually amended it. I think they started in 2018, uh, small brewers relief. Um, so it's on a scale. So if the graph gets higher, the higher you, closer you get to the production cap. Um, so that allows for small brewers that gap in the market. And um, obviously COVID has, has a massive detrimental effect on the amount of small breweries. But in the lead up to that, we were seeing craft brew pubs, small places just opening up left, right and center. So scaling it and making sure that everybody um, has a fair chance basically has allowed more people to have a go at it um, and again COVID has ruined that for a lot of people and now with the energy price prices going up as well um, it's making it difficult so if there was a chance for relief here or there I mean we'd take it with their both hands basically <laughs> Is that a realistic ambition here, given the, the kind of well-publicized sort of squeeze on public coffers? I mean, do, do you hold out much hope that, that, that you can sort of make the argument and win it? Um, I, I can certainly hold out hope that I'll make the argument. Whether or not I win it is another, is another matter. Um, I think, you know, you, you kind of do have to take quite a big, high, holistic view on it. Um, because, yeah, absolutely, that, that'll be a five-figure drop in terms of tax take. Um, but then it's about looking at the bigger picture, looking at the looking at the overall, um, you know, increase in employment, um, increase of uh, investment into the island, uh, and money simply staying here and not going to a, a global blue chip. Um, you know, I, th I think there is a lot of there there is a lot of potential there, and a lot of potential to to grow and develop this industry, not not just ourselves, but um, you know, the likes of. Whedon's Gin or Blue Bottle or um, uh, the work that Roquettes are doing with um, their Pomme d'Or. So I think overall that there are many different um, local producers that would really benefit from that kind of relief. And in the grand scheme of things, is it is it going to blow a massive hole in, in the coffers? I don't think so. In the meantime, uh, the watches are slipping down quite nicely. We're making good progress on our pints. Um, in terms of this collaboration, are we going to see this in every Randall's pub? Hopefully, <laughs> uh, hopefully. Uh, yeah, uh, look, it's it, it's down to um, it's down to the uh, the the landlords. Um, we've had initial really good really good uptake, um, and look, you know, it, it's it's down to each venue. They they know their customers best, and they know what they like. Um, and there are some uh, venues that are you know much more used to that kind of turnover of cask beer than others. Um, so yeah, it will certainly be finding its way um, into quite quite a number. So so go out looking and and ask for it. Most importantly, 
create that demand on that side and you'll get your beer. Simon Delarue and Dan O'Brien from the Little Big Brew Co there. Stay tuned for more stories from across Bailiwick business here on the Guernsey Press Business Podcast feed. Make sure to hit follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to get every episode delivered straight to you. I'm off to pour myself another pint, so take care and we'll see you next time. <laughs>